Happy Christmas, everyone. Welcome to episode 261 of the Loud and Proud podcast. Who wants to be a millionaire and a wrap-up of the Under-19 final? But first, Oasis. Yeah, so it's, that, it's Christmas week. The throat is getting sore. There's a lot of shouting and carol singing and meeting up and celebrating and the whole lot. So um, it's a nice time of year. I am going to have three teams of the year for you. Save them up for you uh, so you can listen to them over Christmas and uh, we'll be back early January. So we'll have three teams. You want to send in your team um, and I have a look but I have I have them picked, I have them recorded and I'm ready to send them out. There's also going to be another part of the merry-go-round, part three, just to finish that up and then maybe, I think there's a couple of teams just left so I'll probably have to squeeze up a part four before the championship uh, begins. Um, I have a Mickey Hart taking the Mickey Loud and Proud Digest that'll be out as well that's out concurrently now as well um, just to go into Mickey's uh, what he said last week and my feelings on it and uh, what else yeah I suppose you look back last week it was absolutely it was wonderful to have uh, Murph on from second captains it was it was incredible actually he's really good he, he had a book out so if you haven't had ha- listen to it yet it's it's just a lovely chat it's honest and insightful and it's funny as well Peter Hughes comes up trumps as well the loud masters full back to mark them that day in Parnell Park um, really good really good uh, story and just really good podcast it's it's once you get over the voice where he's on he's not on a second captain's, captain's podcast and he's on a loud and proud podcast and he has a chat about his stuff and he's, he's insightful he knows the stuff he even a chat about Mickey as well um, leaving too. I also named the loud panel from last week. If you want that, I'll send it on to you. The forty-six man panel as well. Um, I forgot a Gales player, so any guess on who that Gales player was? But I tell you what, looking at the under nineteen final, that was um, that's a strong Gales team. Very young. Like, don't be misled by the by the uh, final scoreline and what have you. I, I kind of hinted at it that the weekend previous between Matt Contestown and Cooley in the semi-final was the, the de facto final because those two teams, despite they didn't win the minor, um, neither side won the minor, those two teams were the kind of best in class the whole way up on the 14 and the 16 finals against each other. And league final, they got minor as well. But they were caught on the hop by St. Michael's, um, Kevin's, Mitchell's combination. Really strong team, really good team. But uh, it was kind of, it was going to go, it was kind of going to be one of those games where you're thinking, okay, is this going to be a one-sided affair? And then, to be fair to, to be fair to, um, the Gales, they, they kind of, a bit of his early start, they led inside the first 10 minutes. Uh, Tony McDonald, good footballer, good full forward, good target man, good um, good scoring forward and free taker as well for the Gales. He gives, he gives them an early lead, 2-1, and then you kind of think, oh, there's a bit of a panic here, a bit of a, bit of a fright, a mini fright, but then the combination team, who are probably a good example as an alliance to teams. They, they've, they have a good thing going um, the, the locality they've worked out it's worked in their favour before in terms of development players exposed them to high levels 
as well. Although, like each side would like to go out on their own, I presume. Would be interesting to take the three Colin players out of that Huddleston team. Would they would they have won on their own? They would have went damn close. But um, it was Liam Flynn. He was the man on the hour, and he just hits three points in a row to give uh, the combination, the amalgamation back, the lead, and it hit one. I think they hit one seven to no score in the half time. Robert Holmes, Aaron Levins, really good player. James Rogers gets a goal. All these players that um, could be looked at as well. I probably in the lead on the twenty panel. I probably have that up as well. The lead won ten to three at half time, and like look at they actually played with the win, and the Gales had the win for the second half. But it was never, it was never really a doubt. Like the Gales hit the first couple of points after half time. They hit three in a row. After half, yeah, they have that down in my notes. Yeah, they hit three in a row. McDonald and Keane Walsh. Now, that's a good footballer. That's a chap. I don't know whether he's on the under 20 panel, but I would have him in the under 20 panel because he's shone for the seniors. Young player, first season adult football, playing on the wing. He's shone against good teams, the Blues and that. Like, And it's hard uh, playing on the wing anyway, but especially as a youngster. But he was, he's a good footballer. He showed a doggedness to get get try and get his side going, get them back into it. They got to within seven points, but then the amalgamation was just, they were playing lovely football, finishing good moves. Michal Reid gets on the end of one. Aaron Levins gets a couple. I think he finished a four, Aaron. Two Russells, very good footballers. James Russell as well. He probably have a big season this year for Hunters Town. Um, I know I was high in them last year, so God knows how, what height I'll be with, <laughs> with them this season. But yeah, it was... Um, one side of the final in the finish, but that Gales team, right, so they were beaten last year in the minor final. They have had a good six weeks training. They've got football in their legs. They have played a high level, exposed to another final loss. So they're building up the hurt. They're building up the reps. They'll be primed for that that um, under-19 competition in two years' time. No, next year. The end of next year. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard with these uh, competitions. That was the inaugural one, and it's funny as you'd have it. The new loud chairman's first duty, Sean McLean, was to hand it to his clubmate and captain, Aaron Levins, to to lift the trophy. So that was that was a, a funny one. That was a nice touch. That's the last piece of silverware handed out for the season, and it was a mild evening in Darvo, would you believe? Late, what was it, sixteenth of December, um, nine days out from Christmas. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to those those boys. Good side, playing good football. As well, playing nice football. There was like Liam and Sean Flynn. They played inside against Cooley and then they played deeper. Um, maybe they had a chat over the kitchen table to decide that. I know with their manager and is their father, Gus Flynn. Um, so he uh, they came up with that plan that worked wide open, Darver pitch, plenty of possession, taking the ball off. Shane hate me around the middle of the field, giving him that platform. He had a really good battle in the air with, with Liam O'Connor, two big men. Claiming possessions, it was yeah, it was a good final. Um, light, good open football, a um, little bit lateral at times, but I think that's just the way the game is going. It's lateral, 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 and picking off. But Mark just had that sharper edge up front. But yeah, that's that's a, it's a nice development project that minor team for I'm calling them a minor team for the Gales because look at the, the name, new management team. That's exciting as well. Try and bring them on. They will be in intermediate championship next season as well. So there's a platform there for them to get exposed to it and power on 
and take that kick start with the new management with the team the under 19 team like there's a, there's a full panel on their own you know and then you add say another 20 senior well established players on top of that that that's a good platform to have really good base in terms of numbers for playing but and then also the other side as well Hunterstown um, some serious players there some some lads that could have done with the football that didn't play a whole lot this year would have liked to have played a lot more say in championship likes of Aaron Levins and um, James Russell um, you know Kieran uh, O'Callaghan as well playing wing back Cassidy like they have a lot of good footballers they have a lot of uh, numbers there and they'll try and push on again at a year of experience and yeah that like that's Brighton and look at you've the three calling forwards Sean Flynn seen him collect silverware with RD same with Robert Holmes middle of the field playing around the middle of the field he's, he's developing into a fine footballer so yeah really exciting for all three teams in that in that on the 19 competition worthy competition as well and like the most organised team the most committed team usually wins those and Mark will understand won that with probably built up with the hurt and vengeance of losing that minor semi-final and pushing on to claim the under-19. I don't know whether it be an under-21 competition, there'd be favours for that as well. Got the semi-final under-22 as well in last year, maybe the year before. Can't remember all these seasons with our, the end of the, se- the following season and the start of the new year. But yeah, that's it. So I'll have all that stuff out for you as well during the week. But there's also a uh, JP McManus million to spend as well um, I've seen actually Conor McKeown in the Independence on the Independent I think under, underneath Joe Brawley's article I don't think a lot of people would have read Conor because of Joe Brawley's kind of hyperbole um, but Conor has he was on about um, a, get a caravan more caravans a caravan of caravans <laughs> that was a hell of a line and one for the maybe one for folklore because you imagine all the, can, the caravans in the caravan Playing cards like Father Ted, maybe getting into Tony's bad books, but yeah, so more cannabis is needed. I think every every county could do a cannabis. We, could we buy a footballer with that money? Probably not in today's market because you'd pay probably, you'd probably pay about 18 million for David Clifford if there was a transfer market, and probably, uh, I was going to say, six to eight for Paddy, the brother, and then the two of them together, you get them for probably 30, 30 million, and um, the whole entire JP McMahon is spent. Look, it's a hell of a gesture. But it's just serious money to have as a gesture to hand out, isn't it? It's quite incredible. And the money that Sid Limerick are finally tapping into. We've plenty of millionaires, probably billionaires in Laird as well, we could tap into as well. Um it, it look at in terms of stadium, in terms of figures that have got been banded out during the week with the convention. It's just crazy the way things are going. And then that goes right down to club. You know, even like say every club gets twenty five thousand. I don't think club teams are spending that much, but say to run a club team in terms of a manager, an outside manager, um, and all that comes with them, physio bills and equipment and bought new balls, and that's all right down. It just shows thirty two million probably goes tax free out out into the atmosphere for for a season. But it just it does take a bit of a strain off clubs in terms of fundraising, selling a lot of tickets, instead of going round and hounding off the hardcore faithful that's out there. But what would you spend the money on? Like, you know, oh, do you go? 
do you go one way and you go infrastructure or do you do, do you go coaching like you put a put a million pound in, in the club coaching or county coaching structures and getting numbers on the ground and getting player play, players you know developed and and their technique perfected it's such a hard one to, to kind of focus on but um, yeah it's a hell of a gesture and Look, it's nice to the GA are getting these gestures as well, rather than the tax side just keeping all the money as well. But yeah, that's 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 episode two six one. Congratulations, Hunterstown and Manock Rangers. Happy Christmas to you all. I'll have plenty of podcasts to keep you going for the next while. Uh, managerial merry-go-round part three. Like I said, I'm going to have a digest on Mickey Hart and his comments last week, and I will have three teams of the week. Three teams of the year coming out the following week, say Christmas week, from Sunday on into to bring you into the new year. So thanks very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Thanks for um, keeping it going and being interested and feedback and the banter and the crack and taking the piss and getting on to me and helping me out and filling me in and giving me information as well. So thank you very much and I hope you all have a great, safe and happy and enjoyable Christmas. I'm proud. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thanks.